In the introit of today's Mass, we pray, A son is given to us whose government is upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called the Angel of Great Counsel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. As the shepherds were keeping their night watches over their flock that first Christmas night, it says that an angel of the Lord stood by them, the brightness of God shone round about them, and they feared with a great fear. But the angel then said to them, it must have been in tones so sweet because it restored their confidence, fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, for this day is born to you a Savior. On Christmas, too, St. Paul, writing to Titus, wanted to fill his people not with fear, but with confidence, writing, Dearly beloved, the goodness and kindness of God our Savior hath appeared, that being justified by his grace, we may be heirs according to hope of life everlasting. And we are told in the communion verse of today's Mass, all the ends of the earth have seen thy salvation. Holy Mother Church, during these days, wishes us to go forward with joy on our countenance and holy hope in our hearts, not all bound up with fear or one who has no trust. Now, it's only natural between the last day of a year and the beginning of a new one that we all of us look back at what has happened over the last 365 days and what a year it has been for us here at St. Gertrude the Great and also, I'm sure, within your own homes. Sickness, then the death and loss of our dear bishop, controversy, political agendas, fear. But there have been, along with all of these crosses, many joys, many things for which we ought to show gratitude to our Heavenly Father. We have four new priests. We have the continuation of the work of the Apostolate of Saving Souls, not only here in Cincinnati, and not only in the United States, but throughout different continents and different countries. So many new people <clears throat> in our parishes stepping up to fill the empty spaces and helping out at church. And we have a new order of oblates and the beginnings of a small seminary. But still, perhaps, we enter this new year with a, a fear a fear of the unknown, which just happens to be about the worst type of fear. And we have questions as to what might happen during this coming year. But remember, don't be afraid. A son is born to us, whose government is upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called the Angel of Great Counsel. Now, Bethlehem 
was a place of joy, as we have seen throughout this Christmas octave. But for Mary, it had a bit of a twinge of sorrow. Father Faber, he is always so very quotable, he says, To the heart of Jesus, already enamored of sorrow and suffering, seven days were quite enough for the tranquil joys of Bethlehem, joys over whose tranquility the shadow of Calvary was already cast. Our Lady, <clears throat> during this time, Faber says, had only one short octave, eight days, of the precious blood for her own delight. She knew its mission. She saw it in the infant body. Through the veil of snowy skin, she saw its purple streams. And from time to time, she saw it flush his cheeks. And Faber continues, in the stillness of the night, she could hear its throbbing. When she held him close to her breast, <clears throat> she felt the beatings of the precious blood. And she knew deep down that it was that blood flowing through the infant's veins that the justice of the Father sought after. She knew how lovingly his sanctity thirsted for its shedding. It is said that Christ hastened his, his birth, his coming, for Our Lady's sake. And now the love of the Sacred Heart in that manger burned with a longing to shed his blood for our salvation. But he knew in his divine knowledge that he could not redeem just yet. He had to wait another 33 years before he could do that. But he could find at the same time no rest until he shed his blood. Faber said this again. He, our Lord, could not rest in his father's bosom. He cannot rest in his mother's arms. His rest is in the shedding of his blood. Let the child shed his blood, and then he will be content to rest. And so he shed it in the circumcision, being only eight days old. You see our Lord's anxiousness to save our souls by the shedding of his blood. Like Bethlehem, though, our life has many a joy, always twinged with a sorrow, and always mystery. Our Lady herself knew that her future, which was so tied up with the future of our Lord, would most certainly be one of sorrow. But what a consolation I think it must have been for her to watch the Holy Child Jesus sleep. For even as the divine infant slept in his mother's arms. At that very moment, he was creating new life. He was governing the course of the sun and the moon and the stars, shedding graces upon souls, and enjoying the beatific vision 
of his Father in heaven. There's a beautiful statue. I put it up here on Our Lady's altar today. A statue of the child Jesus. His feet are placed upon the globe of the earth as he quietly sleeps upon his throne. And underneath the chair are the words, Ego dormio, cor meum vigilat. In other words, when I am sleeping, my heart is always watching. This year, for all of us, we'll hold some joy and some sorrow, but remember that it's always our Lord's hand that guides it and that plans everything. I read recently in some spiritual reading, all God's works are perfect, performed with weight and measure, and so whatever happens to us is so good that nothing better can be imagined. Whether it be that cross that, you are, that is placed on your shoulder or some joy, it was all planned in weight and in measure, and nothing could have been better, for it was from the hand of God. Here's the secret, I think, to preserving peace. Don't think that I'm just saying this for some, <clears throat> some pious word. I preach in the name of our Lord from this pulpit. Take it seriously. If you want to have peace of heart this year, think less of self. And when you are just burdened with the weight of the cross, take the focus off of you and look at that sleeping infant as Our Lady did in Bethlehem and contemplate this truth. Though sometimes in our life, our blessed Lord seems like he's sleeping. He doesn't notice the sufferings that we're enduring. And if he does, he ignores them altogether. Remember this with faith, that his omnipotent heart always watches. It orders all perfectly. And he sheds his grace at the moments we need them. And he offers his help to all. Do you believe this? I'll ask that again. Do you believe it? Because so often it happens throughout the year that we say we believe these things and still we fall into fear and worry. That's why this is the second part, the point to this sermon. You believe all these truths. But the reason we continue to worry and to fear is found in the fact that we don't meditate on these truths every single day. Whether a good day or bad, be consistent in your meditations and you will see that you can preserve peace of heart in the midst of a whirlwind of, of cross and trials. Fear not, a son is given to us whose government is upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called the Angel of Great Counsel. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.